I'm back with another episode, you know what I'm saying? Like we always do about this time. That's how we do it. Get things going with episode number two of Conspiracy Gangster with your host, John Chris. Let's get everything out in the front. You can follow me at Sean Chris Music on Instagram. Go to Telegram, Kill the Mockingbirds. Not as active, but we're still up on there. But if you really want to get everything, go to killthemockingbirds.com. And don't forget, Sean Chris on all music streaming platforms. But without further ado, we are seeing continuing growth in the frequency, duration, and intensity of heat waves. And this is entirely consistent with the science of global warming and IPCC reports. These events will continue to grow in intensity, and the world needs to prepare for more intense heat waves. Uh, the recently uh, the declared El Nino is only expected to amplify the occurrence and intensity of extreme heat events. So um, we're for a bit of a ride, I'm afraid. And they will have quite serious impacts on human health and livelihoods. One of the noticeable phenomena that we've seen is that the growth in simultaneous heat waves around the Northern Hemisphere has increased sixfold since the 1980s. This trend shows no sign of decreasing. It's also worth noting with the current event that July and August are the most critical months for extreme heat waves. I am El Nino. All other tropical storms must bow before El Nino. Yo soy El Nino. For those of you who don't habla Espanol, El Nino is Spanish for the Nino. The Nino. Classic, right? It looks like we're bringing some of the classic backs. You've heard a lot of this heat wave and extreme heat. So much about that in the news right now, but it is summertime. I mean, I think people should remember that it is summertime and we'll be all right. A lot of people are just freaking out all over the news. We're melting, going, you know, it's 100 degrees in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, damn right it is. It always is. It's 130 degrees in Death Valley, California. Exactly. It always is. We're hearing all that nonsense. And of course, they got to be pushing the climate change. Too bad they rebranded to climate change and no more global warming. This would be a perfect time for global warming to be rolled out. And uh, let me give you another little hit at what the news, the M5M mainstream media is, uh, Mockingbird Media is trying to get at you. Most of California is seeing temperatures more than 15 degrees above normal. And Las Vegas could hit an all-time record of 118 degrees this weekend. If Las Vegas, and this is kind of a nerdy thing that I'm always interested in, if Las Vegas passes 117, which is kind of their cap, that would break an all-time record. I remember being out at the National Weather Service in Las Vegas and asking them, why is it 117? Well, it looks like this Sunday, we might even be able to break that. Heat is the deadliest natural hazard in the U.S., with an average of nearly 1,400 additional deaths each year due to more days over 90 degrees. And it's not just rising temperatures on land. About 40% of the world's oceans are experiencing a heat wave. Scientists say climate change is also triggering more extreme rain events, which could be a factor in this slow-moving disaster unfolding in Southern California. 
At least 12 homes are collapsing into a ravine in Rolling Hills Estates. 16 others are at risk. State geologists tell me that record rains this year have unleashed thousands of landslides. And it's often the biggest ones that take the longest to form, which is why there's concern of additional landslides here in the coming months. Scientists are also taking a closer look at what they call underground climate change in big cities. A new study found the land beneath Chicago has warmed by more than five degrees in the past 70 years, causing the ground under buildings to swell and crack. The effects of climate change proving to be expensive. Farmers Insurance is now reducing coverage in Florida and California, due in part to extreme weather. Well, part of that is not just extreme weather uh, from heat. But hurricanes in general and a lot of the disasters with the fires that California and Florida have gone throughout the years have made a lot of these insurance companies pull out, which they normally do. They don't want to pay. I mean, that's the whole point, right, of them being an insurance company. They just want to roll it out and uh, watch us fall down on our face and not pay us. That's uh, what I always kind of feel about that. And maybe we've got a little... Uh, True to Light with VP Harris. I know there's other stuff, but this is a little bit older, but I really wanted to get into this because I thought it's hilarious, first of all, but it's like one of those, the truth wants to get out moments. Think about the impact on something like public health. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. So... To drink clean air and clean water for the children, you got to have a little population control. Nah, you know, just a little bit. Not too crazy. These people are hilarious, though. I, I Sometimes I think this whole act is intentional just to get us all worked up and to push to one side. Because the way that this administration is falling apart and we see all these crazy, crazy flubs and crazy... Truth wants to get out throughout the whole administration. The whole, what, two, almost three years or whatever it may be. I think it's about like two, three years. And we've seen some of these events that we've never seen before where they're messing up on easy, easy teleprompter written. Um, the stage is not too big for them. They've all been here before. So it's very interesting if you ask me. But let's get a little bit more into climate change because they're always trying to scare us with different things. And one of the things you're hearing a lot in the news now is that if you travel, there will be much, much more turbulence because turbulence is caused by none other than climate change. You guessed it right. Tonight, a case of extreme turbulence over the U.S. Several passengers and crew on board an Allegiant Airlines flight were injured when the plane was hit by severe turbulence. The plane nearly full from Asheville, North Carolina to St. Pete Clearwater Airport in Florida. One passenger calling it petrifying. A flight attendant sent into the air. The injuries are not life-threatening. Oh, and we got another one. I think it's still on that multiple injured. It was a frightening scene this afternoon for passengers and crew on Allegiant 227. The flight from Asheville to St. Petersburg Clearwater was in descent. When per flight aware, the plane dropped more than 4,000 feet in less than a minute. Allegiant 227, we have uh, multiple head injuries and one broken ankle. 
Two passengers and two flight attendants were taken to the hospital. 179 passengers and six crew were on board. One passenger told our Tampa affiliate she saw a flight attendant being thrown around the cabin. All of a sudden, then we hit a major turbulence where literally she flew up in the air like matrix is the only way I can, I can think to describe it. This is at least the third incident in recent months involving serious injuries. And tonight, the airline tells us it will be investigating this incident in coordination with the NTSB and the FAA. Nora? That is some scary turbulence, Manny Borges. Thank you. So basically, you're hearing a lot that turbulence is caused by climate change. And you'll hear or see even more reports if you go Google it, how many news outlets are talking about it. But in actuality, what's really going on is because of climate change and this whole ESG push, pilots, when they're going to land uh, and take off in certain instances where they're turning off the engines to not waste fuel or to wreck the environment, that is just uh, another thing that they're pulling, man. Uh, you hear it time and time again. And I think that is bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's pure bullshit. It's, it's just to fear monger us and get us all worked up. I think that is my assessment on a lot of things because it's easy to get people upset over things that we know are bullshit and propaganda. It seems as the whole Biden administration has definitely been maybe set up or maybe just they were allowed to be as dumb as they are because I find it hard to believe. That all these people are super dumb and only one side's smart. And if you go to either camp, they all think that the other side is smart and the other is dumb. Something I didn't hear talked about a lot was this CCHF virus. Newly deadly, new deadly virus spreading across Europe due to climate change. Another climate change thing, right? Scientists believe that as a result of climate change, the deadly disease carried by ticks that is typically found in warmer regions like Africa, Asia, and the Middle East may soon spread throughout Europe. The World Health Organization has designated CCHF as one of its nine prior priority diseases, and experts have been raising concern about its potential spread. The disease on the list are those that organizations believe believes pose the greatest risk to general public health. The deadly disease was already reported in Spain last year. So warnings from scientists do not apply to some. Rather, they apply to what? Blah, blah. So basically, another virus. I think we're going to hear a lot more of this. You've been seeing stories crop up in the news um, where they're talking about different viruses that are coming because of climate change or, you know, people migrating and certain animals losing their homes or it spreads. It, it's just so crazy to me because we're going to hear this push, but we shouldn't be too worried because good old Biden, he, he knows that, you know, the COVID whole pandemic wasn't that bad. We're still feeling the profound loss of the pandemic. As I mentioned, we have over 100 people dead. <laughs> so I guess only a hundred people actually died from the pandemic that we all got locked down in. It was fun though, right? It was fun while it went on. And 
you're going to see more of it. And I believe that climate change, which we've been talking about, me and Joe, and plenty of other podcasts, have talked about climate change being that next lockdown phase, that next will be our next plan to keep us all controlled. And it's something to constantly push us fear because like viruses and climate, it's something we can't control, but we can see it changing and we could see things happening. And I think they're going to keep getting into our psyche. And now back to real news. Poor CNN is in trouble. Let's see if you could catch it. I'm going to play. It's a 16 second clip. Let's see why CNN is in trouble when they're now apologizing. They're not going to serve it because they don't like the way Dylan Mulvaney was treated after this whole controversy started. He, of course, is the transgender uh, person they were going to sponsor and go along with with Bud Light. They didn't like how Bud Light didn't stand by him after all this. Did you catch that? Hmm. I guess he was misgendered. Dylan Mulvaney being misgendered and CNN right live on CNN while they're trying to defend him. They also misgendered him, which then they had to go the following day and have this little doozy of a We do want to make an important note. Yesterday in a segment about transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney, who was featured in Bud Light's recent campaign, she was mistakenly referred to by the wrong pronoun. And CNN aims to honor individuals' ways of identifying themselves, and we apologize for that error. Shut up, bitch! (laughs) You know what I mean? You got to just, it's hilarious, some of the clown show stuff. And, you know, you might hear me on other shows, and I I have no problem with anybody. Grown adults can do anything they want, whether they want to go be trans and cut their dicks off or whatever that may be. But for me, and I think most have a problem with, you know, the whole children aspect of it. And I do think that we find the wrong arguments. I see a lot of the conservative crowd, you know, Focusing on the drag story time, which rightfully so, I understand that. But the arguments that they have against, you know, the transgender movement or Mao trans movement, the Maoist trans movement, like uh, our friends at No Agenda like to say. What they fail to realize is that a lot of these people are manipulated. Uh, They're lied to the parents. Some are social justice warriors that really want, you know to show everybody that they're the most righteous, that their kid's trans, the little lapdog thing. But there's also a large portion of parents that are lost. You know, they work day to day. Some work two jobs, are tired, trying to raise their kids the best they can. And a therapist tells them basically, like, do you want an alive son or a dead daughter? That's the, you know, real situations that's going on here. And I think people need to really think about that sometimes. But we also got to laugh at it. Don't get me wrong. Like there's, it's a clown show. There's no, nothing wrong. If you ask me about making fun of this stuff, because it is dumb. And other things that I like, because of this, we hear a lot of push for, you know, Oh man, sis is a, is a slanderous word. We shouldn't be able to say that on Twitter. And we start playing this word game where things that hurt your feelings and talking about thick skin it kind of falls apart. And that kind of brings me to Michigan house bill that passed. And basically it's about the feelings. And if you, if you kind of read into this more, 
HB 4474 becoming law will result in misuse of pronouns becoming a felony in Michigan. I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, it's not that uh, uh, they're say, not saying pronouns. They're not saying anything about pronouns at all. That you Look at the whole bill. But when you do look at the whole bill, what you see is that now gender identity is protected under these hate laws. You know, like words you can say and someone can feel threatened, which you can have. They have laws like this, uh, like a terrorist threat. Um, people, if someone threatens you, you can, you know, they could go to jail for, I knew somebody that went up to 16 months upstate. But basically, this is now criminalizing words. And when we get into this word match, if we're like, oh, you can't say cisgender. Oh, you can't say trans. Oh, you can't say gay. You can't say fag. You can't say retard. You can't say this. All these words are now going to be used as weapons. And they're going to be calling words weapons and calling it, which they have. You've seen a lot of the progressive party calling it violence. And now... We have them being able to trick the other side by convincing them that the word cis is like so degrading and it like hurt. Don't let it hurt your feelings, man. Who cares? It's just a stupid word. And, and I think that we really need to remember that. And misgendering is already prohibited under California state law. In February of this year, Shake Shack was ordered to pay a former employee 20 grand. After he was repeat, repeatedly misgendered by coworkers, California law prohibits intentional misgendering in workplace, said CA Civil Rights Department Director Kevin Kish in a statement after the settlement. Intentional misgendering and other forms of discrimination based on gender identity and gender expression can be stressful and traumatic. So this is already something. It's not nothing new. Proposed California law would brand parents abusive if they refuse to affirm their transgender children's identity and let social workers take youngsters into care. A proposed amendment to a bill in California would classify parents who refuse to affirm their child's gender as abuse and could result in revoked custody under the interpretation put forward by police. Parents who refuse to use the alternative pronouns for their children or refuse to pay their, for transitioning could be could be criminally prosecuted. And then you got the UK where abuse conduct now includes withholding money for transitioning as well and refusing to use their preferred name or pronouns. Domestic abuse is a severe crime. British parents could be prosecuted for refusing to pay for transgender treatments. So people are wrong. Like, I get it that this is a, a thing that we're going to have to keep facing. But I just think we should change our strategies. And I know many have, and many have done more than I have done. And they talk about the real problems of it. You know, that 80% of non-binary and those that identify as trans are girls. Those are the, mo the, the largest number of people transitioning is little girls. You also have a couple studies that are correlating a lot of these people that are transitioning to also have autism. We got to take that into account as well as using the arguments to help a lot of these people that have been manipulated 
to understand they are being manipulated. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's important. And the side effects of all these hormone blockers and different testosterone pills they're taking and estrogen pills. There's plenty of people that have transitioned that are now seeing so many medical issues after they transitioned. And now they're forced to be on medication for the rest of their life just to live. And I think those are great arguments to really get people to maybe, maybe not everybody, I get it. They're not all going to listen to us. A lot of times they don't believe what we got to say, right? <laughs> they're just like, they're just conspiracy theorists. Look, his show's name, Conspiracy Gangster. But hey, we do what we got to do. And I think little by little we can get some information out and help people out. Well, I know when you hear CNN and all that, they call it the dog whistle. But I wanted to showcase a little segment today that we're going to do some NPR, right? And I know we've talked about on episodes about bugs and eating bugs. And there is a lot of bug farms. There is a lot of bugs that are being used in foods. Uh, They're using them in flour. And I, you know, really thought this whole like, hey, fake meat, which we are seeing now out as well. I'm starting to think it's both because they really want to push back. Now, they could still be doing the, you know, okie doke where they're, hey, look over here. I'm doing something over here. But this is a five clip series where I'm going to break down where this is a episode. I believe it's on NPR's uh, podcast. I think they have a couple of podcasts. They have a few podcasts. I heard this on No Agenda, so I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Let me bring it over here. I have five clips where it's going to break down about bugs, and they're going to, you know what? Let me not just spoil it for you guys. Let's get right into it. Hey, Jingnan. What's good? Hey, Jing. So Jingnan is one of our colleagues here at NPR, and she covers how information gets made, how it gets disseminated, right? Yes, and as part of that, I cover how conspiracy theories travel and spread. Okay, so <laughs> you're on the tinfoil hat beat, right? Okay. Uh, yes, but not <laughs> just that. Um, I cover the entire information environment, both online and offline. Thanks social media, chat groups, mm-hmm. television, schools, workplaces, churches. So basically anywhere we get our information. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is a, a very important beat, especially right now. I mean, I think so. You're going to walk us through a phenomenon that lands right at the intersection of our two beats, right? Race mm-hmm. and conspiracies. Yes. Cue anti-Semitism, white anxiety, and a healthy dose of xenophobia. The conspiracy theory goes mm-hmm. that global elites are plotting to force ordinary people like you and me mm-hmm. to eat bugs. Wait, what? To eat bugs? Yeah, I okay. know, I know. What? Yeah, that's how I started. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Global elites, that's been kind of a wink toward this old anti-Semitic idea that they're like Jewish financiers who are secret puppet masters running the world from behind the scenes, yep, right? exactly. So first off, remember this is NPR. The public pays for this. People donate to this and people should stop donating to it because it's nothing but propaganda. And when they do start talking about, oh, well, this is uh, the whole conspiracy where the the elites rule the world, you know, that anti-Semitic, that elites. So if you talk about elitism, they're pushing this narrative that elitism is now completely anti-Semitic, that anybody that uses that terminology is basically anti-Semitic, which I find hilarious. 
they are trying to twist up anything that we do say, which is true, because the elites are trying to take over the working class. Has nothing to do with anti being anti-Semitic or not, but you know, they gotta say stuff like that. But there's more. They want to say, what's the origins, right? Where does this come from? She's going to break it down and tell us where this theory about bugs really comes from. Why are folks like Thierry Baudet in the Netherlands and Tucker Carlson here all up in arms about it? Well, right now, it may be because it has become part of an even bigger conspiracy theory. Hmm. I did some digging on the internet. And this merging seems to have begun with this anonymous blog post in 2019. All I could find out about the person who wrote it is that they call themselves a white identitarian. So they're a white supremacist of some sort. Yeah, and you have the tweets to back it up. Mm. Um, and in the days after the Notre Dame Cathedral caught fire in Paris, this blogger went on this rant saying that the fire was on purpose. That it was not only an attack on Christianity and Christendom, but another sign of global elites being sadists and wanting to punish and enslave people around the world. And uh, then the blog post took a turn. This person wrote, quote, Have you noticed there is quite a lot of research going into turning bugs into mass food projects? Hmm. And then the phrase, I would not eat the bugs, crossed from 4chan over to Twitter. First by way of, again, a white nationalist. So, of course. This conspiracy was started none other than by a white supremacist. <clears throat> Bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's nonsense at this point, right? They use that word Nazi and white supremacist so much that it really loses its meaning. And I think that's intentional, obviously. So that everything is the same problem, which is white supremacy. And that's what they want us to believe. But eating bugs, I believe... The UN introduced the idea of eating bugs. It wasn't some 4chan guy, some white supremacist dude that's like, hey, all these elites are uh, um, of Jewish heritage, like, or they're Zionists, you know, the typical 4chan answers you would hear. No, it was brought out by the elites of the world, like the United Nations. They were saying that Bugs could be a source of protein to stop hunger, you know, stop. We could eat less or I think it was eat less meat. So then there would be more meat for the other people around the world that are have no food, you know, the food shortages of the world in those countries. So another bogus bullcrap, what they always try to say, but it gets better. In clip three, they addressed the Great Reset. And the New World Order. Like, after conspiracy theorists have been stuffing all sorts of stories under the Great Reset name. Huh. Things like uh, governments are forcing you to stay at home and wear a mask. Or, like, take the vaccine. Yes, exactly. It's been construed as a ploy to control the population and take away your freedoms for good. So, they pretended and breezed over that, that, oh, yeah, you know, it's like those conspiracy theories people that were saying, like, the government's telling us to stay home and wear a mask and forcing us to take vaccines. Like, that never happened. Hilarious. We have trying to address that concern here. A great reset? That sounds more like buzzword bingo masking some nefarious plan for world domination. Hands up, this kind of slogan hasn't gone down well. But all we really want to say is that we all have an opportunity to build a better world. They sound mad defensive. Like, if you're a conspiracy theorist, 
that might make you even more suspicious of the people at Davos and WEF, right? Yeah, they're trying to debunk or pre-bunk, depending on how you look at it. I like pre-bunk, that's cool. Yeah, not very effectively either way. <laughs> the the actual Great Reset initiative that sprung out of Davos is still vague and sprawly, kind of like the Great Reset conspiracy theory that took on its name. The conspiracy theory goes that there were shadowy puppeteers behind governments. Before it's called the Great Reset, it had a different name, the New World Order. It's like a hodgepodge of old, often anti-Semitic tropes. And so you're saying that the Great Reset gave that old New World Order... A new branding. Yes, and a new life as well. Like, think about all this anxiety about the pandemic, right? It, it supercharged this conspiratorial thinking. Conspiracy theory is one of the things that people do to cope with uncertainty. And the pandemic was a very uncertain time. So, you know, the New World Order absorbed eating bugs as one of the more salacious subplots before the pandemic. And fast forward to 2022, it is intertwined again with The Great Reset. So The Great Reset is a book. Written by Klaus Schwab, and they say it's ah, some loosely based ideas that's just kind of thrown together, just like the conspiracy theory of the Great Reset, which is like loosely put together. And when they call the New World Order this old anti-Semitic like dog whistle, basically, uh, uh, for a better term that we are all probably familiar with, like with people at CNN. But they're saying that the New World Order is some old anti-Semitic, you know, jargon that people use, but We've heard this throughout time. Like, not only did we hear George H.W. Bush say it, I've heard every rapper that I've listened to growing up talk about the New World Order and the Illuminati. Now it's some anti-Semitic thing. So what they're really doing is trying to put anything that goes against the state as a conspiracy and a conspiracy as a white supremacist, anti-Semitic, person that makes it perfect for the state to run everything they are really running with that uh ccp blueprint where now they want us to start they're going to start pushing for us to worship the state but let's let's move on in clip four they kind of start talking about the colonists and that means the colonists were not going to eat the bugs here's an expert who researched it there was um very much an idea that you are what you eat back then. And so the Europeans felt they need European foods. Uh, so there is a very much a worry that if you ate the indigenous foods, you would become a savage. She is Julie Lesnick, an anthropologist at Wayne State University in Detroit. She studies entomophagy, or insect eating. Lesnick wrote an article tracing this colonial history of eating bugs, or um, reluctance to eat bugs, in right. America. She says, um, we don't have much information between then and now but that this repulsion probably became a learned thing over time. I think it just kind of gets recapitulated every generation. Like, it's the same thing, and it just becomes the same thing again because the seed was planted in the generation before. The key here is that disgust is socially reinforced. Like babies don't find bugs disgusting until they're a little older, right? And this idea that we are the civilized um, and that we have, you know, the best and are the best. And so insects are so easy for people to other and associate with people that are not the best and not civilized. It's like the easiest punching bag. <laughs> so basically, in a nutshell, you're a white supremacist if you do not want to eat bugs. Because only people that look down on others that are uncivilized are those white supremacists that don't eat bugs. 
they're really trying to obviously NPRs catered to the woke crowd, uh, catered to the hipsters, people who are probably hipsters woke. I mean, probably almost damn near the same thing. And they're trying to like reinforce it with them. I believe that like, Hey, eat bugs, you know, eat bugs. You don't want to be a racist. You want to love all people being inclusive. Just eat some bugs. But here's the kicker. The final clip. The final clip kind of boils it all down. And it has some interesting information in there. Because they take a little poll. Which I mean we never really put any much meritance in most of these polls. Because what do they really mean and who are they polling. But let's see their conclusion. I mean, last year, a pollster who worked with Democratic candidates asked respondents if they agreed with the statement that the federal government is controlled by a secret cabal. 53% of Republicans agreed with that. And so did 41% of independents and 37% of Democrats. That's, wow, okay. So, that, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like, the idea that our government works, actively works to advance the desires of a small number of very powerful, very rich people. Like, when you think about it like that, like... I'm surprised the numbers of people answering yes to that question are that low, to be honest. The thing is, that poll was a way to get at people's QAnon beliefs. Like, that statement is a central statement of the QAnon conspiracy theory. There is no neat formula leading people to adopt these ideas. We don't really know why people get caught up in them. What we do know is that certain categories of people have picked up these ideas more. Unvaccinated, male, conservative, Trump voting... Republican, and also not college-educated. <clears throat> Bullshit! <laughs> it's not college-educated. I like that. So you got to be college-educated. You know, you got that uh, el- that elitism, you know, that intellectual elitism that they like to throw on people. But also, you ca- may have not been able to understand her, but she was talking about the QAnon conspiracy. And basically, that if you think the government's corrupt... And that they're benefiting these elites of the world and the elites of the United States of America, then you basically only believe in the QAnon theory. And there's a lot of evidence that this stuff is real. Conspiracies are real. Like, there's a difference between, we've said it time and time again on the show, conspiracy and conspiracy theory are two different things. But they like to keep people docile. And they want them afraid. That's why they used all the buzzwords, QAnon. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't throw in white, middle-aged white or something like that. But Republican, Trump voter, anti-vax, all the buzzwords to let the left side of things know that, hey, they're no good. Just like they use the same word like cis and trans and drag story time and all these other keywords to buzz use these buzzwords for the right to get them all riled up to constantly keep hating each other. They're trying to show you who your enemy is. They're painting an enemy for you no matter what side you're on. That's why it's better to just be on the side, I believe, of the working class where we can figure this out together without any of this bullshit. But to prove that these idiots that we're on NPR don't know what they're talking about. Here's a BBC Global News report. Crickets are a great niche product. 
I'm in the biggest cricket farm in Italy, perched by the Alps near Turin. Here, they turn about one million crickets into food every day. First, the crickets, still alive, are frozen, then boiled, dried, and then pulverized into extremely fine bits. And this is the final result. A light brown cricket-based flour that can be added to food, like pasta, bread or pancakes. And it's good for the planet. Insects require a fraction of the land and water that is used to produce meat. There is one problem. It's very expensive. Cricket flour is a luxury protein. It costs about 60 euros per kilo. For example, one bag of pasta can cost up to 80 euros. That means that insect food is a niche option. And there is another obstacle, social acceptance. The thought of eating insects is unappetizing for many Europeans. <laughs> it's not that appetizing, but they're trying to promote it. And now I'm starting to wonder, as I played all those clips and try to put something together, and we, you know, we had this theory, kind of running theory, that maybe they're trying to like okie-doke us and get us to this feeling of like, oh, they're trying to make us eat bugs, but in reality... What they really want us to do is eat this fake meat. But now I'm starting to think it's going to be more of a tier thing, a tier system. Where we're seeing the lower tiers, we eat the bugs. The, the bug protein just, you know, stay alive. And then when you get to that middle class, mid-tier, I think maybe they'll give them mid-tier and like lower elite, like can eat the fake meat, the fake meat. And they leave the real stuff for the top of the top. That's just my theory on it. I could be totally wrong, right? <laughs> well, thanks guys for, uh, you know, getting through this one with me. It's been a little bit of a rough week, you know. Tired from work, working those 12-hour days. But it's all good. Recently had a birthday. Turned the big 4-0. So uh, happy about that. Moving things forward. And uh, going forward, we will have a lot. I'll be a little bit more uh, ready for these shows. I know I was uh, lagging last couple of weeks, not dropping them as consistently. But what I'm going to be doing now is I will be going live on Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram every Monday. And I will be the conspiracy gangster. You know, I'll be bringing that live every Monday on Instagram live 8. 30 Eastern 8.30 Eastern right gonna hop on show you some clips be a lot more entertaining I think I was a little dry on this one but hey you know that's how it goes every now and then you can't win them all but I think it would be uh, better for me I like to be in front of a little bit of an audience you know hear what you guys are saying have some a little bit of input and then I'll be uh, dropping them on Wednesday so every Monday live 8.30 Eastern on Instagram, Kill the Mockingbirds podcast. You can catch Conspiracy Gangster with your host, me, Sean Chris. And then I will be posting them on the whole feed every Wednesday from here on out. So thanks a lot, guys. Don't forget to check out killthemockingbirds.com. Sean Chris Music on Instagram. Sean Chris on all music streaming platforms. And also, don't forget to hit... 
killthemockingbirds.com to get your tickets for 40 and Airwaves, a live podcast event with us, Kill the Mockingbirds, me and Joel Thomas, Cryptos of the Corn, Uncomfortable Podcast, Hollow Skies, Appalachian Intelligence, and the Bump Podcast. So get your tickets now. They're, they're going hot right now. So I would get it. Get your hotel, everything, three-day event. It's going to be fun. Chop it up with us. Appreciate you guys joining with me. And uh, peace. The people assume that we are just going back to the good old world which we had. Um, and everything will be normal again in how we are used to normal. Yeah. Social credit scores and surveillance state. Survival of the fittest, the hateful eight. Dance with the devil and play with fate. These revolutionary rappers is fake and straight. Got your mama singing amazing grace. Cast the joy, time to take off the face. Ain't no technique immortal Just a bunch of cowards bowing down to new normals Master, they waiting for that vaccine Medical tyranny, fuck Operation Warp Speed Messiah dropped the Twin Towers 9-11 And Central Intelligence destroys all the evidence Transhumanism, Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum, wanna play God Freedom fighters cross the globe, time to lock and low Put what in they don't, to let them know Fuck you and yeah, I say yap. Twitter bots, killer cops, black block, about to get shot. <laughs> I tell me you're a fashion. Either way, we straight blasted. Fuck you and yeah, I say yap. Twitter bots, killer cops, black block, about to get shot. I tell me you're a fashion. Either way, we straight blasted. Green New Deal, Bubba Rome. Fix the AOC, there's something wrong Another Moscow bitch, computer glitch Keeping fucking oligarchs rich Nice and cozy, drunker than Nancy Pelosi Gavin Newsom in Bohemian Grove with a 40 Pope Francis diddling pre-teens and guest jeans Another Jesuit with wet dreams Fuck these globalists, I'm an anarchist on a soldier tip No such thing as a sober trip Burn them down like the fucking Soviets Burn them alive, grab their associates Black market Kobe passes, blue helmet casket For all United Nation bastards They wanna build back better Tell them that the Great Reset will happen never, never, never The moral, moral to be drawn from this dangerous nightmare situation Is a simple one, don't let it happen It depends on you